Well, hello and welcome to Travel Writers Radio. I'm your host, Graeme Kemlow, bringing you authentic, independent stories about the people behind the food, wine, lifestyle and travel experiences around the world and around the corner. There's no influencers here, no AI, no robots, just human storytellers, members of Palette, the professional association of lifestyle and travel writers. We're here on J-Air every Wednesday from 5pm to 7pm. My co-host tonight is Rita Ehrlich. Hi, Rita. Hello, Graham. Hello, listeners. Well, Rita, you're sounding very sprightly, because I know why, because you're about to have a break, yeah? <laughs> That's right. And because it, it is, it's been the most gorgeous day. Blue sky, sunny weather. Absolutely. One of those perfect autumn days. Indeed. Now, in all the commentary about the federal budget over the past uh, week or two, some of you may not have noticed that the poor old consumers copped it in the neck again in the form of a $10 increase in what's called the passenger movement charge. This will affect you, Rita. Everyone, it's now gone up to $70. That's a 16% increase, a $10 increase. When the rate of inflation is nothing like 16%, and the government giveth and the government taketh away... But they, uh, they would probably argue that the last increase was in 2017, so some increase was overdue. However, those in the travel and hospitality industry argue that given the devastation caused to this industry by the pandemic over the past three years, that this is yet another uh, disincentive for some travellers who currently have to pay, say, $240 for the privilege of just leaving our shores with a family of four. And another 40 bucks on top of that might just be the difference between going overseas and staying home. The government uh, earns more than $1 billion through this tax, which obviously goes to help our economy. Does it all go to the travel sector, though? And there's a school of thought in the industry that merely abolishing the tax would positively impact international visitor numbers, some have suggested, by as much as 2.5% which would translate to more than $1.5 billion. So there's a bit of uh, thinking outside the box. Once a government has a tax in place, no matter what their political persuasion, it's very difficult to get them to give it away. They're addicted. And on that note, Rita, what good news can you uh, share with our listeners tonight on Travel Writers Radio? Well, before we go to that, I'd, I'd argue the country case. And I don't think uh, another $40 on top of that does make the difference between going overseas and staying home. And there is a school of thought that says if people stay home and put their money into the Australian economy, the economy that might also be a very good thing. However... Fair enough, other- Uh, Tonight on Travel Writers Radio, we feature you, who... Now, Graham's not our alcohol correspondent, but he's gone from gin last week to run this week as he talks to the head distiller of Husk Distillery, a boutique business in the Tweed Valley of northern New South Wales, about their unique way of producing rum with a farm-to-bottle approach. It tastes so good they even refer to the terroir of their product that's made direct from sugarcane juice, not molasses. Also, last week we heard from our well-travelled reporter Carolyn Jasinski on Australia's far west coast. This week 
she's doing a different form of glamping, directly above Queensland's Great Barrier Reef. Carolyn has an informative discussion with a passionate microbiologist who runs Reef Sleep, a pontoon in Hardy Reef, two hours plus north of Hamilton Island by boat. It sounds fabulous to wake up in the middle of the ocean when the sun peeps into your luxury swag. As the autumn chill turns to frosty mornings, those of you who love skiing are getting excited, but none more than our reporter Helen Hayes. She spoke to Michael Vanderhurst of Mammoth, a town with a ski resort in it. What's amazing is that Mammoth Mountain is so high up, it's immune from the effects of climate change, and this year will have snow all through the American summer in California. Mammoth is also a great place to visit all year round with its lakes, hot springs and gateway to the famous Yosemite National Park. Sarah Derry is the CEO of the large French hotel company Accor, which operates some of the best-known hotel brands from Sofitel and Fairmont to Novotel, Pullman and the affordable Ibis. As we're going to air tonight, she's holding a media conference to announce some new developments in Melbourne. But we took the opportunity to speak to her in advance so we could give you the news directly. And we're going to have a chat about tipping and tips in the era of touch-and-go card payments. Why are wait staff upset at the new technology? Well, I think they are upset too, Rita. They're not earning what they used to earn, so we'll have a chat about that. Now, recently, our Sydney-based correspondent, Bridget Leslie, left Australia to live and work in New York City. We left her alone to settle in, but couldn't resist the opportunity to call her this week and ask, well, how is she going acclimatising to the Big Apple? Sounds like she's fitting in just fine as she tells me about moving into an apartment on Wall Street, no less. And we get back in touch with British reporter Anna Richards, now living in Lyon, France, because we were curious at how the French had reacted to the coronation of Charles. Remembering that this is a country that guillotined Louis XVI and former Queen Marie Antoinette, among others. That's all coming up now on Travel Writers Radio here on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne. 